The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. It's a Thursday here on the Cow- on the Cowboys Blogging the Boys podcast network, and of course that means it's time to get riled up here on the Cowboys with your man Tom Ryle and your boy Roy White at rw3 on Twitter. You can follow him at Tom Ryle BTB, and of course, of course, you can follow all the great content at bloggingtheboys.com and by following us on Twitter at bloggingtheboys, and also subscribing to that YouTube channel. Check out the live show every Tuesday that we got coming to you, and we'll have that all throughout the offseason. Interesting offseason as it's been for the Cowboys. Ups and downs as we now move into what is, in my opinion, the quieter portion of the Cowboys offseason typically. And it's also the point in which we kind of can step back and Tom start to you know understand and really put the pieces together of what the Cowboys expect themselves to be from a roster building standpoint. Now there still are potential moves to be made uh, veterans that could be added players that could be cut. But as we evaluate this roster and the Cowboys finishing rookie OTAs this week are continuing to do so. Tom had an excellent exercise in his mind of just, I think exactly what most Cowboys fans are thinking right there now, right? Like, okay. I want to hear about the rookies and their development. That's great and all. It's awesome that they look good. But in reality, Tom, is this team going to be better than they were a season ago? And the best way to do that is to look and compare this roster to what it looked like 12 months ago at this time and how we felt about it. So yeah, further ado, I'll let you start where you want to start on that one. Yeah. uh, We were really high on the roster a year ago at this time. Uh, People said it was one of the most talented. Uh, That was a perception that I think held up into the season. And this year, I don't think so. Um, There are some people that are really trying to sell themselves on Tyler Smith, uh, you know, Jalen Tolbert, uh, Sam Williams. Yeah. So these guys may be great as rookies, but we've got to look at what the Cowboys had in hand a year ago and what they have now. There are some places that they do have some advantages, but there's some others that, yeah, there, there's some issues. I think that we, we need to be honest about and and able to look at and with everything within the NFL, it starts with the quarterback. Now this is actually one place where I think we feel better right now 
Because as you remember at this time last year, Dak was not full go in practice yet. He was still recovering from his horrible ankle uh, injury. And everyone was really worried. Uh, I wouldn't say really worried because they were telling us he was coming along and he was going to be ready for the season, but he wasn't there yet. And I think he actually is, is close to a hundred percent now and is full participant. And I think it makes the quarterback position stronger because the backup situation is still basically the same. Uh, it looks like they're going to roll with Will Greer uh, as the, the QB3 while Cooper Rush is going to be the primary backup. And we, you may not be happy about that, but if you were happy last year, then you got to be a little bit happier this year just because of Dak. Yeah, it's uh, – it, I do feel better about it from a health standpoint, right? Uh, I feel better about the position, especially Dak Prescott, you know, one more year under his books. How can you assume he's going to be any worse um, than what people really perceive him to be last year? And I actually – I mean, if I'm not doing it early enough, I want to beat the drum here a little bit. Like, Dak Prescott's demise last season was – hellaciously overblown um mm-hmm. to say that Dak Prescott had a down year in a year in which he had the highest completion percentage of his career he threw more touchdown passes in a season than he had in any previous year despite the fact that you know he missed a game even though again it was a 16 game season uh he had the second most yards in a season that he'd thrown in his career the 10 interceptions he threw were not even amongst the two worst seasons he's had as a quarterback. His yards per attempt, okay, that was a little bit down, seven and a half compared to the last two years of 8.4 and 8.2. But like I think in general, massively, Dak Prescott was a little bit slandered by his performance last year. And unfortunately, like somewhat of the fault of, of the team. Uh, letting him down in areas and and also, you know, of his struggles. Like, I don't want to pretend that he didn't struggle last year at various times, but I, I just go back to like, okay, he struggled and yet he still put up arguably the best statistical season that he's produced as a cowboy. Yeah. And I think we're going to see that's going to be, that's the hope. That's the great hope because Dak is going to have to elevate some things and we're going to get into in a minute. Now, Another place where I don't feel that they're actually very kind of the same, but maybe a little better with debt is it running back. Now, Ezekiel Elliott's coming off of a, a minor injury that, that hampered him uh, the latter part of the season, actually about two-thirds or three-quarters of the season. Um, Tony Pollard's still there. I'm encouraged they're thinking about trying him maybe as a punt returner, which will give him some more touches because that's what he needs is more touches. I think they need to get him more involved. But I think the depth is shaping up a little bit better. Uh, And because of a couple guys that were barely seen last year but still have got another year in them, Rico Dowdle and Jaquan Hardy, I think they're looking at them for the RB3, maybe RB4 depending on how many they carry. So that's kind of a wash, although I'm a little bit optimistic about it. Total wash in my mind. Like, can't say they're better, can't say they're worse. Um, you know, if Zeke's a little bit healthier, okay, that's great, but it might be offset by one more year of, you know, tread, 
on the tires. Um, yeah. Tony Pollard should be better. Will they give him more opportunities? And I, you know, to be quite honest with you, like I get it. And I, I get people being excited about Dowdle and Hardy and, you know, these young running backs, like maybe they can become something, but I would guess that, you know, when the Cowboys move on from Ezekiel Elliott, it'll either be Tony Pollard show, or we'll be looking elsewhere outside of those two names, uh, in my yeah. opinion. So I, I say wash they're running. Yeah. Uh, now we get into the net, the first of the red flags hmm. and that's wide receiver. Everyone thought the Cowboys had one of the best uh, three starters in the league with uh, Amari Cooper, CeeDee Lamb, and Michael Gallup. Well, Amari Cooper's gone. Michael Gallup is not expected to be there to start the season. So, you know, for the first few games, they're going to have to get by without him. And that gives them trying to figure out what they're going to use out of James Washington, the rookie Jalen Tolbert, uh, you know, we've got Noah Brown and Semi Fajoko back. And a lot of people are saying this uh, Ty Freifogel guy has really looked good early on in, in the, uh, the rookie minicamp for what that's worth. Not but much. Got, not much in my book, Tom. I'm going to yeah, be it's not very upfront much. with you. I appreciate he, you mentioning him, but not much in my book. Yeah, he may, he may be one of those guys that really jumps out preseason and stuff. But, yeah, this is a problem. This is where Dak and Kellen Moore are going to have to figure out how to elevate somebody. Uh, they're going to have to get the ball to CD a lot, which means they're going to have to scheme him because every team's going to know he's the main target. And I don't know what's going to come out of the rest. I'm, I'm hopeful Jay, Jalen Tolbert will be okay, but he, you know, when you're looking at a third-round rookie, you can't expect him to come in and be a high-quality NFL starter off the bat. Well, you say that. And yet I look at the last couple of years of rookie wide receivers and it's not impossible to dream in that respect. Yeah. And I think a lot of it has to do with what situation is that rookie wide receiver coming into? You couldn't really ask for a much more stable, better, you know, more advantageous position than one with a quarterback in Dak Prescott, number one, who knows what to do with the football, but number two with an offense that, like kind of is struggling for playmakers on the outside. So great opportunity for him. I also struggle with this one a little bit because I got to, you know, I got to remember we're going back to our feelings at that time. Definitely. We feel worse about the wide yeah. receiver group, but and I, as good as we felt about it last year, they didn't really live up to that level of expectation. Obviously Michael Gallup getting hurt was a disappointment, but Amari Cooper only amassing 800 yards and the two of him and CD failing to combine for more than 2000 actually put them like in the middle to lower tier of wide receiver pairings in the NFL last year. So, I mean, yes, definitely on paper feel worse about it, but I don't feel as bad as I think the paper suggests i should yeah um is that fair, uh, is that fair to say? yeah that's fair but you know we're, we're gonna have to see if they can come around fast now yeah i mean cd's got to be a big boy this season and he's got to figure out the dropsies that's got to go yeah it's got now be yeah the, that the next group is the other part of the receiving package and that is a i thought you were gonna end. say the other major red flag no it's not it's not a major no we got one or two. Oh, you're not there coming. yet. Oh, you said tight yeah. end. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, yeah tight, right. We're tight not. end. Tight end. 
we've got Dalton Schultz who really stood up and I think surprised a lot of people with how good he did, but we've lost Blake Jarwin and Schultz and Jarwin, if they just stayed healthy, would could have been a dynamite pair of tight ends. Now we're kind of hoping that they're going to, you know, find something uh, with Jake Ferguson, yeah. the rookie, but he's a fourth round draft pick. And then you've got uh, Sean McKean and Jeremy Sprinkle. And we're going to just have to see. I think they've got they they're good at at tight end one. They don't know for sure what they've got for tight end two, and then the question is how many they carry. So that's another group that's down. Yes, definitely okay. down. Um, definitely down, really, because um, you don't even know. I don't think like we don't even know at this point right now whether or not we can run a twelve personnel right one running back two tight ends like we don't know it at all if that can be an effective formation for the Cowboys and that was a very effective formation when they had Blake Jarwin and Dalton Schultz both as threats there in the tight end room so yeah uh now through four position groups you and I feel worse about two of the four than we did at this time last year and now we got our way a really big red flag, and that's the offensive line. Um, they've lost, they have parted ways with two of their starters from last season in Lael Collins and, and uh, Connor Williams. Uh, you know, we 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 didn't feel real strong about the offensive line, but we've got to feel worse now because they're relying on a, a rookie and Tyler Smith to come in and replace Connor, Connor Williams, uh, or at least supplant, uh, Connor McGovern, which, you know, we don't know what's going to happen with him. Um, they've got, you know, to, they've got, they've still got the rock of Zach Martin. They've got Tyron Smith. Who's great when he's healthy. Um, they're relying on Terrence Steele to be the starting right tackle, who he did very well. Given his pedigree, he did very, very well. But is he really who you want as your starting right tackle? And Stephen Jones has talked about the fact that they think there's going to be a lot more of an open competition for center, indicating they don't have that much faith in Tyler Biotish and are hoping maybe Mark, Matt Farniuk is going to be able to challenge or possibly even the undrafted free agent that they brought in, Alec Lindstrom. That's three of your positions that are potentially in flux from last year. And how soon the Cowboys can cobble something together to work on the offensive line may dictate how the season goes because that's your protection for Dak Prescott. That's how you open lanes in the running game. And they, there's no way you can look at this and say that they aren't in a less secure position than last year. It's, it's just that's, there's, this is an issue we've got we've to face. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. 
That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Yeah, uh, there's no doubt about it. I mean, when you look at offensive lines and the way they're constructed these days, like I know everybody focuses on the starting five, the starting five, but I really tend to look like almost two to three deep because the expectation is at some point someone's going to fall. And, you know, when I look at the, the pieces of the top eight Cowboys offensive linemen, and I think, who do I feel confident about? It's, it's like one and a half, right? Zach yeah. being one and Tyron being a half in that if he's healthy, I feel good about it, but I don't feel good about him being healthy. And, and the rest of it is literally a coin flip. So I feel yeah, and- as bad about this group relative to how they were last year as any group I, that we will talk about in this. Yeah. Group. Who's your swing tackle? They don't know that. They've got they to figure don't know. that out. And, you know, if, 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 you know, if Tyler Smith works out, then McGovern becomes the backup probably for both guard positions, which is not, I don't think that's terrible, but, you know, and who knows what's going to happen. So, yeah, we, a lot of, a lot of questions to be answered. And when we move across to the defense, to the defensive side of the line, well, guess what? We got some of the same issues because, you know, we, we no longer have uh, Randy Gregory, uh, who, you know, he was still fighting suspension and issues and stuff, and they didn't know what was going to happen with him. But uh, everyone was kind of counting on him. Now we can't count on him. And, you know, they're looking at, at trying to, to get Dorrance Armstrong uh, to fill in, um, you know, uh, maybe Chauncey Gulls. Golson takes a step up. Sam Williams is a obviously a second round pick. They've got a lot of hope for him, but he is a little untested, um, you know. And I'm I know they're talking him up big, but let's wait and see what happens when he gets out there and they actually using the game because he does have some limitations. You've also got the interior of the defense of the defensive line. Uh, it, I don't think we felt really great about it last year outside of, uh, uh, you know, Neville Gallimore, who was having some injury problems. But you really don't know. You're still, you've got him, Osa Digizua, who are coming back. They're pretty solid, but, you know, is John Ridgeway going to turn out to be a nose tackle? Will they solve that problem? Are they going to be able to stand up against the run? which was kind of still a little bit of an issue at times last year. So defensive line doesn't fill me with a lot of good feelings. And I don't 
think we're quite should be quite as optimistic about it right now. This one, um, I'm actually going to say push on it, and I know that's probably going to surprise you because you know I was in the camp nope. getting Randy back, nope. bringing him back. Yeah, I, not really. I actually, it's it's closer to that. I just think it's yeah. not not something we can really. Yeah, and I could even find myself, you know, I guess working my way into excitement about it. It's just the parts that I'm excited about aren't typically the parts that you get excited about when you talk about defensive line. Last year yeah. at this time, they had Carlos Watkins listed as one of the starting defensive tackles. Well, Carlos Watkins is still on the team right now, but he's listed as the third defensive tackle on this roster. Yeah. Now, at that time, again, last year, when he was healthy, we also had Tristan Hill across from him and we know how that worked out. Tristan Hill penciled in right now, I think to be, you know, in that position alongside Neville Gallimore. And that's where I guess the balance for me, um, I, first I look at the top, you know, the, the front four last year, tank, Randy, Neville Watkins, or I guess Tristan Hill and Watkins at this time. Now tank, Hill, Gallimore, Armstrong, the front four was slightly better last year, no doubt about it, right? Yeah. But then you look at the second, and the addition of Dante Fowler is better than anybody else they had last season as like the five or six defensive yeah. line. And I go a little bit deeper than that. Like, I love the idea of getting Bohana and Odigizua and Sam Williams time in those positions without feeling like I've got to rely on them to be the guys. And that's not even mentioning, you know, the names that, that, you know, are coming back here that played a little bit last season. Terrell Basham obviously was a player that they got a little bit of a mileage out of last year. And then Chauncey Golston, as you mentioned, who like, who knows what he could be. So I am going to say now that it's a push where where yeah. I'm feeling about it just because I don't know a ton about you know where these guys will take the next step but I feel like it could be an improvement um yeah going forward and I know that's it's hard to say again because I felt strongly that they should bring Randy back but I think they could improve here also somewhat because you know we got to consider Micah a part of that group too right yeah and that's that takes us to linebacker and I feel better about linebacker just because we now know what they have in Micah Parsons. Mm -hmm. We didn't realize this time last year. Now he is superb pass rusher, but he also plays the run just sideline to sideline, like a heat seeking missile. Uh, And the depth is a little bit of a concern to me because, you know, they're going to be relying on Leighton Vanderish, who's on, you know, he's kind of in an approve-it deal right now to yeah. see if he can come back. Jabril they Cox don't know coming if, off a big injury. I mean, again, you know, and having to kind yeah. of fight his way back from that. So, yeah. like, and I hear his name coming up a ton. Like, obviously, they're going to have to rely on him heavily. Is he going to be able to carry that load? You know, yeah. after basically having a rehab season last year. Yeah. I would not be surprised to see them get uh, a guy on the 53 getting significant reps uh, with the defense and not just as a special teamer out of the UDFA class, just because I think the they 
they don't have enough to fend all of them off. So, but I just, just having Micah Parsons makes me feel better about it going in because we had many of the same questions last year. Yeah, I do. I uh, feel better about the linebacker group than I did a year ago Um, from a stability standpoint, right? Fewer question marks, mm -hmm. um, higher end talent as to what we know of Micah Parsons versus what we knew at this time. So absolutely agree with you on those fronts. I did want to step in on this next part because you originally when we talked about it, separated it or, or classified it as the entire secondary. And I'd like yeah. to break that up, actually. Um, mm -hmm. First, looking at, you know, the cornerbacks, if you will, the, okay. the, you know, the one, two and three, basically in the nickel. Um, I think this group on paper might be slightly better there on paper. Am I wrong on that? Well, the, the problem I have with that is I think that kind of depends on what happens with, with Kelvin Joseph after his incident where he was in the car when somebody was shot um, and killed by another person in the car. Um, he could be facing a suspension, uh, so I don't know how that's going to work out. If he, if we knew he was going to be cleared and the uh, the league wasn't going to slam him, that would be one thing. But until we know for sure, I've I, that's what concerns me because they didn't do much. You know, they 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 got up. You know, a, a guy in the fifth round who's probably going to do special teams work and everything. And so, is Nation right? good depth uh you know they've they've still got jordan lewis uh so you know they can put Diggs, brown and lewis out there which is not a bad trio but you know the fact that they're kind of pinning some hopes on joseph to to be okay with his out field issues has me a little bit nervous here well and i also agree with what you you know astutely said before we started the pod which is like defense and regression to the mean. You have yeah. to understand that these two correlate from season to season. And if you had a season like a Trayvon Diggs a season ago, or he had double digit interceptions, it's very difficult to replicate the type of turnovers that the Cowboys produced a season ago, just from dumb luck. Yeah. Uh, and that leaves the, you know, the safeties. Um, and, they're basically the, the, the big thing they did was re-sign J Ron curse, which is, was, I think the most important move the off season. He is so essential to what uh, Dan Quinn does with his ability to come up and be kind of that hybrid linebacker type. Uh, what I think what some people call a Leo in, in some terminologies. Um, but they lost DeMonte KZ. Uh, so, I, it's it's not to me as deep uh, as I think it was last season, um, you know, because you, you're going to have uh, Malik Hooker. Uh, I think is is very solid. As I said, uh, Curse is great, um, yeah, and we're going to see if Donovan Wilson can hold off uh, challenge. They they seem to have high hopes for Marquise Bell. Uh, undrafted free agent who they basically guaranteed him uh, a, a full salary on the practice squad. So, hmm. you know, uh, 
that says that they're looking for things from him. It'll be interesting to see how he how he does. And there's some people thinking that you know Donovan Wilson may be in trouble keeping a roster spot. Uh, so I think it's a, a that's maybe a push or maybe a little bit weaker situation in that because you know we were real hopeful about the uh, the the three safeties they signed in free agency last year, and they yeah, all worked out. About it. I feel better about it, Tom. Okay. I feel better about it than I did it this time last year because, like, we signed a lot of names, but we didn't really know what we had, it, to me. And J. Ron Kirst, like, proved to be that player that at least could fill that role. And we didn't even have one of the two spots filled a season ago. Yeah. So I actually yeah. feel a little bit better about the safeties. Um, do well, we want to do, that's... you know, place kicking, special teamers? You know, I like kicking. I just, I, I just have to say it, you know, I just feel better because <laughs> they don't have Greg Zerline there. <laughs> He's gone. They made the decision, which I think they had to make. And now they're going to see who they can find. And okay. uh, I'm not, I'm not at all concerned about them ex- uh, relying on a UDFA or somebody that can come in and beat him out because, you know, kickers don't have to be there and practice in camp. You can figure out in a tryout if it's somebody that you want to roll the dice with. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, I feel a little bit better about it. I think the kicking is going to wind up in better hands for extra points and the field goals that you, you should almost always make. We couldn't depend on that last year. And I think they're going to possibly get that solved. So. And, well, you know, uh, be careful what you wish for, you know, on the kick. Yeah. It feels like the Cowboys have gone kind of – they've gone back and forth between, like, no-name kicker, big-name kicker. Total no name yeah. kicker, yeah, you know, youth unknown, big name kicker. Like it feels like, or you know, veteran kicker. It feels like they've gone back and forth, back and forth on that. So nice to see, you know, they got this kicker out of Texas Tech, like local kid. Hopefully, he can provide some stability to make us feel at least confident when the Cowboys line up, you know, to kick a field goal. Uh, punting wise, like you know, push uh, same way as yeah. they were a season ago. So overall, Tom, here's here's what I have on my record, and you tell me. I'll, I'll just kind of rapid fire. Quarterback, feel better for health reasons. Running back, push, about the same okay. as we were a year ago. Wide receiver, offensive line, tight end, feel worse about all three on paper. Yes. Defensive line, I argue push. Um, I think you felt a little bit worse. Mm. Linebacker, I think we're better, more confident. Cornerbacks push is basically the same cast of characters as it was a season ago, yeah. all depending on what's going to happen with Kelvin Joseph. I, I guess if anything, I'd say I feel a little bit worse just because of the pending cloud over Joseph's head. Yeah. And then it's safeties. I feel better. Um, so of those nine position groups that we went through in kicker, we feel better too. Right. So we'll include yeah. that in there as number 10 of those 10 position groups. I have four that I feel better about. I have three that I feel worse about, and I have three that I pushed. I'd say that I probably went through it just because I have a little bit of questions in the secondary. I probably would have one more that I feel worse about, and otherwise that that would probably be about the same. Hmm. Um, The interesting thing, something that's really changed is that the big question marks this year on offense. 
that, that's exactly year. what this detailed to me. I'm like, holy smokes, like everything that has me apprehensive, it all has to do with the offense. And two of them are big worries. Let's face it, big worries. Uh, uh, offensive it could line all could work. absolutely derail your entire season. Yeah, and, and if they don't get it clicking with their wide receivers, that could be a real problem if, if Dak is having trouble connecting with people down the field. So, yeah, uh, so I basically don't feel as optimistic about the roster right now. There are all there are possible solutions, but the thing is not all the things they're going to try are going to work out. And that's one of the things that people tend to get into the, the mindset of, hey, they're going to figure this out. Well, no, any NFL team, you know, I don't know what the hit rate is, whether it's a third, whether it's 50-50, or whether, you know, they they blow it two-thirds of the time. So, you know, and some teams can do worse, you know, and every now and then a team does really good. Uh, you know, I'll argue the team did pretty good last year. They had a high hit rate, which means they're due for some misses this time around. That's just kind of how the law of averages works out. So let's do one last thing. Just uh, – Give me a name of somebody that people may not be looking for that you think is going to shine more than people people would guess. Hmm. You know, like, I mean, there's a lot of, there's obviously a lot of names on this list that like people are high on. So I feel like anybody I name, you know, like, do I think that with a fully healthy season, like Neville Gallimore can take the next step into you know, it's not, it's certainly not the Aaron Donald, like um, Jeffrey Simmons tier, but I think there's a tier of interior defensive linemen that are like known to be disruptive. And I think Neville mm. Gallimore can, can find his way into that tier. Um, shoot. The other one, you know, again, it's not like, man, I, I don't even, I shouldn't say Tony Pollard because that wouldn't surprise anybody, but yeah. I just look at that as like, could we see this finally be in the season where Tony Pollard like starts to work his way into 50% or even more of the touches in that backfield. And like, I think we're finally at that point where I'm ready to see that. I mean, outside of that, like, I don't want to speak on any of these undrafted free agents. Like I know there's a lot more people more qualified to speak on those guys than I am. Cause I haven't seen a lick of them. Right. And all I really care about is how they match up in the NFL. Like I don't care what their tape looked like in college. I don't care if they yeah. played it, you know, against the SEC or if they played against, you know, D3, because ultimately this is the NFL now and it's all the same level. So now you've yeah. got to adjust to this level and prove that you can do something on that front. Do you have a guy that you've I've got, I've got I've got one on offense and one on defense offense. I think Noah Brown is going to surprise because he's going to get more opportunities this year. And I think he's been around. He's learned a little bit. And I think if he can develop a little rapport with Dak and take the pressure off, off of Lamb and, and Tolbert, I think he might wind up being your wide receiver three to start the season and beat out James Washington. Uh, I could be wrong. But even if he doesn't, I think he's going to be a very solid wide receiver four when they first get started. And then when Michael – Gallup comes back. They're still going to try to get him involved. The guy to watch on defense for me, I think Chauncey Goldston is going to turn up, turn it up a notch. 
And there were flashes last season, uh, you know, and I think I think he's just a guy that's got a lot of potential that may come out. Don't forget, you know, he was a third round pick. Yeah. And so I think uh, he just was a guy that needed some time, but he started coming on a bit late last season. And I think once again, the opportunity is going to be there. And, uh, you know, we may see him pushing Armstrong and Fowler for, for reps uh, very quickly. Well, as the Cowboys continue their offseason work, no one will have you better covered than we will here at Blogging the Boys. And, of course, as I mentioned, make sure you follow the Twitter uh, at, at Blogging the Boys um, on Twitter. You can check out all the content, bloggingtheboys.com. And, of course, you can follow Tom at Tom Ryle BTB. You can follow me at rdub3 and uh we really appreciate you listening to the program stay riled up on the dallas cowboys and we will talk to you next thursday with another edition see you